Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Neville, and uh, today I've got Dan McDermott here. Dan, welcome. Thanks, Neville. How are you? And I'm doing great. And uh, today we're going to be talking about running your entire business off of autoresponders. So if you if you don't know what an autoresponder is, first of all, it's not that thing that responds to an email that says, oh, I'm out of the office from nine to five, which I think is really annoying <laughs> in the first place. What an autoresponder is, is basically just timed email, right? So you say send email one as soon as they sign up for this form, send email two, three days after that, and email four, a couple of days after that, et cetera. That's all it is. But um, Dan, I'm sure you've seen people just completely oblivious to the to the power of how strong like an autoresponder can actually be. Um, so when people talk about passive income or running their business on autopilot, like this is the tool that does it. This is the the thing that does it. Yeah. So, um, uh, so let's let's talk about how running your whole business off an autoresponder. Where, like, when, when you talk about that, what do you think that means? Uh, how have you seen that done? So I think uh, I think people sort of think about an autoresponder like this one-time thing that they do once a year. Well, they'll push out a sale or they'll you know do one welcome sequence ever. But when you look at the the collection of autoresponders which people use from welcome sequences to sale sequences, you can actually end up running pretty much your entire business just with these timed emails. And I think the collection of them is actually a lot more powerful than most people realize. So I think even with a copywriting course, a lot of our email marketing is really based off of autoresponders. I don't know if people realize that. Yeah, I mean, so welcome emails, sales emails, launches, promotions, all those types of things. So for example, let's talk about, a, a, we do Black Friday every year. And uh, look, sometimes um, I'm kind of lazy and I don't feel like rewriting a whole Black Friday campaign. Then I look back at last year's campaign and I'm like, well, that murdered it. So, so I'd just be like, well, why don't we just reload that one up? So most of the Black Friday campaigns that we've ever done are just kind of like loaded up email sequences that we, we did ahead of time. It just kind of maybe changed the links or changed the coupon code or something along those lines. And then, uh, and then we resend it out. And uh, I essentially do no work other than maybe like answer email or something for that entire quote unquote launch. And it, it just it just makes, the, I don't know about you, but like I think the amount of stress just goes down so far when you don't have to write stuff the same day. Like it is very difficult to sit there and write an email um, that, oh, we're promoting this and then write another one right away and write another one. If you just keep coming down to the line, it's very stressful. But instead, you just load it up weeks in advance, and it's it's just completely stress free, right? Yeah, I think uh, looking back to last year's Black Friday campaign, I think we wrote it well ahead of time. And when looking back at it, it was a great chance to sort of write, take a break from it, come back to it, look at it, and then sort of get a really good idea of what was strong, what was weak, rewrite stuff, reorder stuff. And by the end of the the process, we had a really really solid campaign that I think we were both really confident in and, you know, it worked well. And also yeah. to the point of, you know, having the, uh, your, your best stuff that you, you reuse. I think that's what copywriting is all about, really. Like if you know something works, you know, you can pretty much reuse it and, and, and with a, a degree of confidence without sort of totally scrapping everything. Yeah. So, so on that note, um, one of the best things I like about autoresponders is that when you add content to your blog, it keeps adding to what I call it like a flywheel. It just, so every time you post something on the internet, it kind of adds to, if you post a YouTube video, you post a blog post, you post a podcast, a certain amount of people will listen to it right away, but then someone five years from now can discover that also. So you made a piece of content a long time ago that keeps repeating over and over and over for the next few years. So it adds to your content flywheel. Unfortunately with emails, they kind of just get lost in the ether. So with an autoresponder, you can actually keep adding to that flywheel. So for example, when someone signs up for copywriting course, they get set like three to six months or something like that of content. 
And all that content, what it basically is, it just took the best post from copywriting course that got the best reception and just like ripped them into an email and sent it out. That's it. That's the whole thing. And so it's kind of funny. Some people will respond to the autoresponder and be like, dude, how are you able to keep putting out so many good posts every three days? And I'm just like, don't you know that this is an autoresponder? And it basically just shows all the best stuff I've done over the years um, in, in, in an email form and just set time sends that out. So with an autoresponder, you can keep your content flywheel, your email flywheel going by just adding your best content to the email sequence and just like keep extending that. Yeah, I think uh, with one of the that's actually something that I haven't seen a lot of people do, and it was only with you that I that I started seeing that done, and it was something that I thought is extremely powerful. And it's one thing that if you uh, if you look back to see how people consume your content, I think a lot of creators are afraid that they can never reuse it and they can never repost something because once it's out there, everybody must have read it, right? But mm-hmm. in reality, a lot of people have missed your stuff. So if you republish something or if you put something on your blog and then put it out by email later or even repeat that email later in, in another autoresponder, it's just a chance to get it in front of people either again or uh, or for the first time. So it's a great way to share your content. Yeah, there's there's like this uh, billboard uh, post I have in the autoresponder where we created a billboard and it took like a lot of effort. I mean, it was like a month of, uh, I thought about it. I thought it'd be hilarious to make a billboard. How do you make a billboard? We wrote this post, just research, talk to these billboard people. And the sad part is after it gets an initial bump, it just kind of goes away. And so yeah. instead we ripped that whole post, put it into the autoresponder. Now everyone knows about the billboard. Even new people <laughs> will find out about the billboard thing, even though we did it, you know, two, three years ago. So, um, Here's, here's the other thing about autoresponders and it's for selling. So instead of, that's just like content creation and keeping your content alive, but content, you can actually run promotions with uh, timed email. So generally a promotion is not like, Hey, buy this product. It's more like a sequence of emails that you send out over the course of a week or two to, to launch something or promote something. And redoing that whole sequence is tedious. And so instead what you could do is just copy and paste an autoresponder. So maybe a set of seven emails or something like that and just modify them to the new thing, right? So so that's generally how we do a lot of our promotions is we'll say, what did we do last year? Copy and paste that sequence and then redo parts of it to kind of keep updated with the times. And that's pretty simple because that's all, that way all you do, let's say you want to sell a running dog leash and you're going to have a 50% off sale uh, for spring to get back into running with your dog. Well, you can take the previous sequence you made and just copy it and just say like, well, 2021 is a particular pollen year, so it's best to run with your, whatever, just whatever's like specific to that year and and just, just modify it for that. And that way you have this entire updated new promotion and you can do all the work at once, which is awesome. Um, and then just like hit run and that sequence runs and promotes all the stuff and you just sit back and you don't do nothing. You have to respond to emails and handle orders and stuff like that. But the good part of it is the autoresponder takes care of all the pushing out emails and you can take care of all the stuff that a human needs to take care of. It's, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where, you know, you keep talking about having the, uh, the robot version of yourself out there kind of doing the work for you. And in terms of, you know, having the, I always think of, 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 email marketing, especially sort of like a, a bunch of, a bunch of really good salespeople just working for you and uh, <laughs> yeah. sort of like out there. And all you have to do is if you've done the good version, uh, you know, built a good version in the first place, all you have to do is just kind of act as customer support. And as people email back to those robots, you can just be there to be like, Oh, okay. If there's anything that goes wrong, I'll handle it. Or, you know, Hey, thanks for replying to this. And it uh, creates a really cool little atmosphere, even though it's really a one man shop. 
Yeah, it, it's the perfect way. It's the perfect tool. I think it's very underutilized. And um, the cool thing is like every email service now has autoresponder. Every email server, you do mm-hmm. MailChimp, AOL, or Klaviyo, it doesn't matter. They all have timed emails, right? It's not a diff- technically difficult thing to build. Now, um, let's talk a couple, about a couple of tricks for autoresponders that I've learned because I've heavily used autoresponders over the years. Um, here's one trick I've learned. So the problem with an autoresponder, let's say you have 50 emails in your autoresponder, right? Like we've got a bunch in our autoresponder. Well, the problem is you're not going to be reviewing each one of those. And sometimes the call to actions may be changed. So for example, we're doing in June, we're doing, um, June, 2021, we're doing autoresponder that sells. It's like a cohort class that people sign up for. And the problem with that is how do I promote that in all the emails I'm sending out to people? So the cool thing is what a lot of email services offer is a signature section. So, you know, like in your Gmail, you'll say a signature and it'll just say your name and then your link to your website and then your link to your social media or whatever. So what you do is you add a signature to the bottom of every single one of these. So you could either leave it blank or let's say we have autoresponder that sells coming up in June for the signature. We could just put autoresponder that sells is coming up in June, click here to register or whatever. And now everyone that sees all our autoresponder emails will see that message. So I think that's a, that's a pretty cool little trick. It, um, I, I think that's a, it's super powerful. It's also one that has like, has worked on me many times with, with yeah. people <laughs> use it. Cause what I like about it is that it's really non-intrusive. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm super turned off by like hard sales and you know, people kind of pushing stuff really crazily. And, but if it's in their signature and it's like, Hey, PS, by the way, I have this, this thing over here. If you'd like to check it out, it's almost like a polite way to, to sell something. And, uh, it, it yeah. really does work. It's a little tap on the shoulder. Guess what we got going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly. not a whole email promoting it. Just a little, just a little thing, just a little thing. Um, it, because it also might be like, so for example, if that billboard post goes out, you know, a whole whole thing about how autoresponder that sells as a cohort. It's kind of like out of the blue, right? So it's just nice to have like a little bit of a link there. And you can just update it and it goes across all of your signatures. And you could also just leave it blank, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, here's trick number two. Um, trick number two is to get people to respond to your emails to boost whitelisting. Okay, so there's actually a couple more reasons I do this. So the very first email I send for a copywriting course at the end, it asks people to respond with something. And I've learned a, a bit, a thing or two about this over the years. So I used to say, what's your biggest problem with copywriting or something? And here's the thing. People end up at, uh, replying with these crazy messages. They're like, well, you see, last year I went to my aunt's place and, and you know, actually, you know, it, it, she's not really my aunt. She's more like my grandma, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, <laughs> what are they talking about? And so instead, I, I learned to use very directed questions. So... All I wanted them to do was respond. And, and number one, I just want to see like, are people reading this? Are real people reading this? And then also what happens is, and I learned this from a Gmail engineer, is that if you have a back and forth conversation with someone three times, they automatic, you automatically get placed in their primary inbox. So to boost whitelisting, I asked everyone to respond saying, I want more, I want more, I want more. Which I said like, if you want to keep getting more of this stuff, respond to me saying, I want more, I want more. And I put it in quotes. So what happens is people just copy that sentence. It says, I want more, I want more, I want more. They respond to that. And then I respond back to them almost every time that says like, awesome, more is coming. Um, what, what was your favorite post? And they respond back one time and say, cool, thanks. Bam, three conversations back and forth. So that's kind of a little trick I use to boost whitelisting. It takes a little bit of effort because you got to respond to a couple of emails a day, but you know, responding 10 emails that are really short, it's not that big of a deal. So I, I, that's my favorite trick for autoresponders. That's, that's kind of something I didn't even share for a long time because it worked so well. 
Yeah, I, I, th I think that's absolutely gold advice, by the way. I think if, if people like didn't just hear what Neville just said, I think you should pause, rewind, and re-listen to that because I think that's secretly like something worth a, a lot of money, actually. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And so it takes some time. It's not an immediate, it's not an immediate change, but, you know, over time, like if I respond to 10 emails a day that say that, you know, that those numbers add up quite handsomely, right? And also Gmail is a system-wide machine learning thing. And so whenever Gmail sees that you're in everyone's inbox, it kind of says like, oh, this is a safe person. So it does... It definitely helps with whitelisting. Also, you know, it just engages customers. It's just fun. So, yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, it just gets the relationship started on the right foot. And uh, a, a lot of people are just they seem inaccessible even after you're on their email list, and they just seem like a like a totally distant kind of person. But this kind of this kind of thing really gets the uh, the whole ball rolling the right way with uh, a back, back and forth that's healthy. Cool. And then Dan, uh, trick number three. What's your, what's your favorite trick here? Yeah, so uh, one thing that uh, I've sort of uh, stolen from you actually is the idea of basically keeping an eye on the on the responses to gauge how popular your uh, the content that you're sending out via email is, and by doing that, by sending out your best content, for example, you can test whether your content is really working or not. Because if people aren't, aren't necessarily coming to your blog all the time and reading everything, one way to, to just get more eyes on it is to send it out to your email list. And to, for example, let's say you write a new article, send it out to your email list, and then basically see whether people are responding to it or not. In general, I found that I can't really predict what my best pieces are. I might think that I've written something brilliant and then I send it out to my email list and then I get crickets in response. But then I'll send out something else that is, you know, I think it's okay. And then I'll get responses back to it, which people are being like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. How did you do this? I'm like, you know, and they'll be, they'll be super engaged asking questions. And that's a sign to me that maybe I should go down that road a little bit more rather than just kind of ideate in my own head and, and sort of guess what's, uh, what's working and what's not working and then wait for traffic numbers to come back. It's a really direct way to see if my audience is responding or not. So I think that's a great way to do it. I know that Neville, you do this quite a bit. And and uh, I think it works. Yeah. I mean, I can usually tell if an email did well just by the <laughs> the number of responses I get. Yeah. Uh, some people people just say like, that was a good email. I, I do it to people too. Whenever I get a really good email, like, that was a good email. I don't know who reads this, but like <laughs> I'll, I'll throw my hat in the ring and say that was good. And so um, one of the, the other thing is with all these email services, you can see, and so let's say you have a list of 10 autoresponder emails. It shows you the open rates for all of them, right? Mm -hmm. So it shows you the open rates and the click-through rates. And I, I tell people, like, don't pay attention to the click-through rates because it's not always your job to get them to open an email, just to read it. And so um, we, when I was originally setting up the autoresponder, we noticed there was a, that it was generally getting, but so it starts off really high. Just remember, your first email to them will get like a 50% response rate, but then it'll trickle down and plateau to around 20 to 25% is generally what we see industry-wide right now. And when you're at that point and you get one that has only like a 7% open rate out of, and everything else is 20, 25, and you're like, seven, what is going on there? And usually you click it and you can tell like, oh, there's too many links and it's going to spam or it says like the word millions of dollars in it too many times and it goes to spam. And so what you can do is just either delete that email totally or, or rejig it to where it gets a higher open rate. And so you can what the cool thing about an autoresponder is you can keep looking at those metrics and just keep pruning it and trimming it and adding to it to make sure that it works really well over time so it's kind of like a living breathing thing like your autoresponder now is not going to be your autoresponder a couple of years from now which is kind of neat so. i think i think that's a if i could just pause you for a sec on that note i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize and they get really hung up on building the perfect thing and obviously you want to send out good emails you want to send out a great autoresponder but the best thing usually to do is just to get something decent written 
and then get it out there, get some responses from it, and then you'll see what exactly where your weak spot is and exactly where your strongest points are. And then you can definitely make a, a better second version, a better third version. It just gets better and better and better um, the more you, you iterate. Yeah, and, and some of the more the more modern interfaces for autoresponders, like they used to be like you click on one and then it opens up in a new editor tab. Um, I personally like ConvertKit for this reason. Mm -hmm. You can, it has a two layout tab. So it's just like, just like the, 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 the subject line on the left and then you click it and it opens up. Like the editor opens up right there. And it's just so much easier to edit this freaking autoresponder. Like in Infusionsoft, I love the visual layout that it had, but you had to click into each one and it loads up the editor and you go back and it's all, it was just a whole big deal. And so, so with uh, ConvertKit, I can go through each one. And then if there's something I don't like, I can just go edit that or add something for the new year or say like, hey, happy 2021, whatever. It's just really easy to edit those types of things and just constantly improve your autoresponder. Anyways, those are just a couple of tips. So just to recap this email, I guess we, we said uh, autoresponders can be used for a whole host of things, uh, welcome emails, sales emails, launches, promotions, uh, your content flywheel. You, you just run your whole business off autoresponders. Uh, we, we use it all the time to repeat campaigns and sales and stuff like that. And then uh, the tricks that we mentioned were using the signature to promote stuff, uh, getting people to respond to your first email to boost your whitelisting numbers. And then trick three is use their email responses to gauge how popular content is and just keep modifying your autoresponder till it's just awesome, awesome, like completely awesome. So um, if, you, if you're interested in doing some of this stuff, uh, we're doing an autoresponder that sells. It's like a class-based cohort where me and Dan and the other writers are going to be write, rewriting your emails with you um, in June. And one of the things we learned from a couple of these cohorts is instead of doing a lot of live calls and crap, which honestly just takes up a lot of your time, it's like an hour-long call to watch us go through a presentation on Google Slides. We pre-record all this information for you. So you have it right up front. And then you start working on your autoresponder. So if you want to join, let me just preface this and say that there are some stipulations. One, it's going to be on the slightly pricier end because there's a lot of actual writing with you, okay? Mm -hmm. So most of the course is just going, it's going to be a couple introductory things. Then you write an autoresponder uh, email in our form and then we update it for you. And there's also office hours, multiple ones every week with myself and Dan where there's not a lot of people inside where we just help you rewrite. Um, Dan, how many in the last class cohort class, how many office hours did you do? I mean, Oh, I was at the, by the end of it, I was doing daily office hours. So every we, single day I showed up every day to just kind of like, make sure everybody was, was, was cool with stuff. Uh, I think Neville, you were up to like two, a, two a week for, uh, and I was, I was months. in the process of moving too. So <laughs> I wanted to do more, but it was, it was, it was stressful. So I was doing two and then, uh, we were basically always there with you. So the cool thing is it's almost like you're hiring a copywriter to help you write. Um, and the interesting thing about um, office hours is it always reminds me of uh, like college classes. It'd be two, 300 people in a class and the, the professor, the person who's gonna be grading your papers would be like, I'm having office hours. And then there's like one person that shows up. That's it, so true. It's, it's like every time. I don't know. I remember one time there's like three people there and I was like, whoa, there's a lot of people here today. So office hours is I think a great way just to be in touch with me and Dan. We help rewrite your stuff like live on the spot. It's not conceptual. We're just sharing screen and writing together. So yeah, basically I think, like getting free consulting, yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, the the people who did the best in the last in the last cohort uh, were people who basically showed up to the most office hours, really. Direct correlation, direct yeah, correlation. It's it's, uh, it's not that complicated and when you show up, I mean, we're both uh, I think pretty approachable and friendly. We're not going to we're not going to kill you <laughs> over your stuff, but we will be, you know, honest and and sort of help you uh, I mean, we, we've now worked with people so much in this format every week inside the forum anyway, 
um, we have a real process to this where we can point out where the weak spots are and then really help you uh, improve each spot. And then, you know, consistently, every time you show up, we, it will become better. And, and the cool thing about learning an autoresponder is like our goal is always to teach you stuff so that you don't need us to do this every single time. And so once you write one, you start seeing the things like, oh, okay, 70% yeah. content, 30% sales. Don't just annoy people. You know, you start picking up these ideas and you're like, oh, so my next email, I'm going to do that again. And the cool part is it, it kind of reminds me of consulting. I used to do like this monthly consulting, Dan, where it's like you're on retainer forever. And like literally by like the third, fourth time I'm talking to people, kind of like they, they kind of know what to do from here. Like they don't need me to, to constantly <laughs> teach them for years. It's just like a little while, like it's it's not that long. So autoresponder that sells hopefully will be like that for you where you start writing and see, and the other thing is seeing other people going through it too, yeah, right? You see definitely. other people and how they're selling and some people are selling a service, some people are selling a product and you get to see like, oh, that that's how that's different. And I feel like people learn a lot by just attending office hours, even if you don't participate, just like kind of, you know, lurking in the background. And then also by the end, we'll be able to track each of your emails. So the the, the guarantee that we're having here is that you'll have a three sequence autoresponder for something that you sell by the end of June. That's kind of our goal. And we'll be happy to help you write them. And if you need personalized help, myself and Dan are here all the time. And then we also have the forum, which 24 seven, you could just, uh, put whatever you need in there. So if you're interested, autoresponder the sales coming out in uh, June and uh, the stipulations are you have something to sell online, right? Um, you have to be selling something. So if you don't have any business, you're not selling anything then writing an autoresponder will be uh, not as helpful for you, right? Like you just, <laughs> it just won't. However, um, if you, if you, whatever you invest in this course, uh, we want to make it 10x back within a year for you. That's always our goal. And so in addition to autoresponder that sells, we're also throwing in a year of copywriting course, meaning you actually get access to our form and all the weekly office hours we do anyways. So if you need help three months down the line, uh, refining your autoresponder, guess what? We're here to help you. So I think it's a pretty damn good deal. And so uh, I hope to uh, see you inside in June. And uh, Dan, thanks for joining today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Nov. Awesome. Talk to y'all later. Bye.